Good morning, good evening, wherever you may be, and welcome to the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host, Mark, and I'm in the deep South Tennessee right now. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) That's my country intro. This is episode 28. I know it's been forever. I do apologize. There was technical difficulties for almost two weeks now, and then I've been swamped with work the last four, uh, five days. So I haven't had a chance. Well, I had a chance. It's just that technical difficulties was the most challenging part. But I hope it's fixed now. I actually recorded a podcast uh, two days ago, and uh, it got erased. Like The app crashed. I used the Podbean app the platform to uh, record and post and it's ever since the update with the new ios i have the iphone it wasn't working and then i emailed them and then they fixed it after a little while and then yeah hopefully hopefully it's good now so this will be a tester this is the tester uh episode this episode i just would like to go over oman the country of oman which is hidden gem another hidden gem i love finding these hidden gems uh, i stayed there uh, for about a day and you know i really enjoyed it i was really surprised with with the the country and uh really lo- loved it so let's see oman if you don't know where oman is oman is a not a well-known country but i think it's uh, gonna be a rising uh rising more known country in the future with the increase in tourism and that so oman is in the middle east it sits on uh next to yemen united arab emirates and saudi arabia on the arabian sea uh, also connected to the Gulf of Oman, which connects to the Persian Gulf. And across the Gulf of Oman Man and the Persian Gulf is Iran. So it's really a interesting location, especially uh, historically for um, trading ports in the Persian Gulf region. Uh, the capital is Muscat. It's kind of cool. Um, so Oman, Muscat. And uh, from Wikipedia, if you Google it, it just says uh, Oman is officially called the Sultanate of Oman. It's an Arab country in the southeastern coast uh, of the Arabian Peninsula in Western Asia. Its official religion is Islam, holding a strategic important position at the mouth of the Persian Gulf. Uh, like I said, it shares land borders with um, Saudi Arabia, UAE, and Yemen, or Yemen. Yemen. And it says, from the late 17th century, the Omani Sultanate was a powerful empire vying uh, with Portugal and the UK for influence in the Persian Gulf and Indian Ocean. At its peak in the 19th century, Omani influence or control extended across the Strait of Hormuz to modern-day Iran and Pakistan and as far south as Zanzibar. When its power declined in the 20th century, the Sultanate came under the influence of the UK, United Kingdom, and for over 300 years, the UK recognized Oman's geographical position, geographical importance as a trading hub that secured their trade lines in the Persian Gulf and the Indian Ocean and protected their empire in the Indian subcontinent. Historically, Muscat was the principal trading port of the Persian Gulf region. Wow, that's interesting. So the entire Persian Gulf region, Muscat was a principal trading port. That's that's really cool. 
and um, it says the Sultan Qaboos bin Salad al Said has been the hereditary leader of the country, which is an absolute monarchy since 1970. Wow, 49 years. The Sultan Qaboos is the longest serving current ruler in the Middle East and the third longest current reigning monarch in the world. Oh, I wonder what's the first one. So I'm going to check that out right now. The first one is, take a guess, Elizabeth II. And yeah, so the second uh, longest is Hassanal Balkia from Brunei. And the third longest is Kabus bin Said Al Said from Oman. The fourth, Margrethe II from Denmark. And I've heard to say uh, Elizabeth II, the longest, uh, the longest one was UK, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, Jamaica, Barbados. And nine was Carl Gustav, Sweden. Tenth was Elizabeth II again, Grenada. And yeah, that's that's interesting. So, um, let me see. I'm I'm on Wikipedia right now. Hopefully you're not too bored with this one. My energy's a little low. I've been working my butt off the last few days. It's just uh, part of it. It's just that year, you know, it's uh, Thanksgiving and it's super busy with the holidays. And uh, also where I live in the mountains, we got the biggest snowstorm in like 50 years. So it's like two feet of snow. I'm in a, been in a hotel for like four days and I actually went back. Uh, one day and almost got stuck. The snow was so bad. Luckily, I have a four by four tr- uh, truck, but still, I almost got stuck. So I was glad to uh, make it off and make it out. And I was just seeing if there's anything else that was interesting with that Wikipedia. I thought I saw something. I'm just gonna go over now. Uh, um, cool things to do in Oman it's it's really a hidden gem like I said earlier and I was incredibly surprised and pleasantly surprised with with the country in general I thought it was a uh, better than Qatar uh, I went to Qatar and uh, Qatar just seemed kind of boring and I don't know maybe it was just me but it didn't seem like the best I thought uh, Oman uh, especially Muscat was really cool and so, yeah, I'll just go over uh, the must-visit attractions in Oman. That's right. Here we go. It says, Oman has much to offer visitors keen on history in the natural world. I was surprised. So flying in, I flew in from Chennai, India. And as I landed, those mountains. I was like, you know, in my head, I'm thinking Middle East, desert. You don't think of mountains. And that was cool and, and beautiful to, to see that. Um so Oman has much to offer uh, visitors keen on history in the natural world. It's celebrated not only for its natural charm but uh, that surrounds every corner, but also the mind-blowing architecture of the houses, the forts, the castles, the mosques, the museums. Uh, although a short visit will not do the country justice, if you only have a few days, focus on these topsy-must attractions. And yeah, that's one of the cool parts about Oman is it's tourist-friendly and there's so much to see there. And it's like a small area, which makes it really convenient. Uh, one of the top things to do is the Mutra Suk. Mutra, Mutra, Mutra Suk. M-U-T-T-R-A-H-S-O-U-Q. And that's basically the old market in Muscat, Mutra Muscat, or or I think it might be pronounced Mutra, Mutra 
Muscat. And that's a city located in the capital governorate of Muscat. It's a traditional market. It's got um, the Mucha Cornish right there, which is like this inlet uh, water, it was a beach, it's really beautiful. And there's a bunch of small shops that sell Omani products like colorful fabric, traditional clothes, silver, gold jewelry, souvenirs. Uh, it's one of the must-go to uh, must-go attractions in Muscat. A great place to take pictures. I was taking tons of pictures there. I was taking videos of myself walking through the market. I was taking my jumping videos that I like to do, and uh, yeah, everyone was looking at me, all interested, and made some friends that way. It's a really good talking point uh, when you travel by yourself, is to have uh, that selfie stick and just like talk. And I don't know, maybe. Pre- people think you're famous on instagram or youtube or something i know one guy was like are you you a youtuber and i didn't understand him uh where was this This was athens greece and uh yeah i was like no no youtuber just uh (laughs) just actually blogger just for fun and yeah so it was fun uh made for interesting conversation piece you know when i was filming myself and you know i made some friends took some pictures with i love the way they dress there's that traditional uh outfit uh, that they in the Middle Eastern outfit that they wear over there. I want to buy one one of these days. I don't know how to explain it without being uh, somewhat disrespectful because it kind of looks like you're wearing a sheet, and then they they got like a cool hat. I, I don't know how else to explain it. It's like a, a white light colored garb, not like a dress. I don't know a gown. I, not sure how to explain, but you Google it and, and see. I guess I I don't know exactly, but I guess it keeps you cooler in the summertime because it gets so hot over there. And so the Mutra Souk was really cool. Ah, you know what I really thought was cool too? And I bought um, a little incense burner. I bought an incense burner from that Souk. I was watching them. They have this, this little like clay, uh, little clay bowl type of thing where that holds a piece of charcoal. You light the charcoal, you heat it up, then you put the incense on top of the charcoal and that's how they burn it. So I thought that was really cool. I got, I got some uh, frankincense, sandalwood, and a couple other uh, little... Uh, cool um incense and so that was cool the market was that was really cool place uh this says the second one of the second uh popular places sultan kabus grand uh, mosque and this is the most famous of the sultan kabus mosques that are built in different cities around the country it was built in muscat in 2001 and it's an absolute architectural wonder and you know I, I wasn't really impressed by it. I was That was my first stop when I got there. I was like, all right, this is like the top of the list. Maybe because I've seen uh, a few mosques and I was more blown away by the one in Casablanca, the Hassan II mosque, which was I thought was one of the, the coolest things I've ever seen as far as the mosques go and just, you know its architecture in general and that was incredibly beautiful but this one wasn't wasn't really impressive i took a few photos and uh checked it out and and that was that but it it is one of the biggest mosques in the world which is interesting i just checked this out there's top seven biggest mosques in the world as far as area and square feet not worshiper capacity so there's two ways to measure there's area and square feet and worshiper capacity so Number seven, drum roll, drum roll, number seven, top biggest, largest mosques in the world. Number seven is Uganda, Uganda, Uganda National Mosque, 
and that's 522,720 square foot. Number six, that's the one I went to, is the Hassan II Mosque in Casablanca, Morocco. That's incredibly beautiful. It's oh, just amazing. Um, and that's 968,751 uh, square feet. And number five, any guesses? Great Mosque of Central Java. That's 1,076,391 square feet. Worshipper capacity of 100,000. Number four, the Prophet's Mosque. Where is this one? This one's Medina, Saudi Arabia. And that's a little over 4 million square feet. Number three is Al-Haram Mosque in Mecca, Saudi Arabia. That's uh, 4,305 square feet and 564 square feet. Um, number two is the Sultan Qaboos Grand Mosque. Wow. It's 4,477,786 square feet. Uh, worshiper capacity of only 20,000. What's interesting is number three. Uh, the Al-Haram Mosque worshiper capacity is 4 million. 4 million. There's a picture I'm looking at. Just tons of people. I think they're walking around this central thing. Um, that, so number two, we went did that one. And number one, number one is Imam Reza Shrine. That's in Mashhad, Iran. That's 6,440,890 square feet. And that's your top seven largest mosques in the world. All right, so back to uh, top cool things to do and see in Oman. This has beaches. There's a bunch of cool beaches to see. Um, this has, there's Raz al Jins. It's uh, located in the city of Raz al Had in eastern Oman. It's a natural reserve for endangered, endangered green turtles. Uh, every year, 20,000 female turtles return every year to lay their eggs. It's really cool. There's Shadi al-Karam. So there's different sections of Muscat. And um, there's there's two that I know of, al-Karam, al al-Karam, and um, what was the other one? Mutra. And then there's another one I stayed at. I don't remember the exact uh, name, but it's like um, a country that's, horizontal like a horizontal elongated country one issue though is transportation transportation is a little bit of a pain so it's expensive if you get taxis i would just rent a car and drive since driving there is very easy and this is al karam beach one of the longest beaches in oman that's cool it lies in the capital of muscat in the northern coast one of the busiest beaches as there are numerous cafes restaurants malls hotels located nearby and there's Wadi Bani Khalid. I think they pronounce it Khalid. Khalid can be fairly called a natural, green, and colorful paradise on earth. Mumtaz, that means, uh, I think that means awesome or amazing. Mumtaz, I got to practice a few words like La'a Shokran, no thank you. I'm headed to uh, Cairo in a few days. Actually, Athens, Cairo, and uh, southern Italy, Naples, Palermo, Sicily area. Um, so Wadi Bani Khalid, that's uh, another cool place to visit. Forts and castles, tons of forts and castles. So the coolest place I thought was Mutra. Mutra was the coolest place because it had so much stuff in such a small area. It had the Cornish, which was that C-O-R-N-I-C-H-E, which was that inlet. Um, 
with uh, the bay, the water, the beach, and it had the sultanate's uh, boat, this huge boat you could see. It had all these forts. It had a really cool path. It had the the souk, the old market. It had uh, a cool mosque actually was there too. It had all sorts of cool stuff. So that's the, the best place to go and check out. Um, forts and castles. There's just just all sorts of stuff. I, the Nat, uh, National Museum. Museums are generally good if if you have time. If you're short on time, I generally uh, skip those for the most part. Unless uh, <laughs> one time uh, Cairo, Egypt that has one of the coolest museums. So I don't want to be too long because this podcast might get deleted. I don't know if it's going to save or not. So I'll just keep it short for another, just do another couple more minutes. Uh, Royal Opera House, really beautiful. Wadi Dam, it's a natural... Uh, uh, beautiful valley, cool sands. Wow, it looks like the movie. A big sinkhole, Bima Bima sinkhole, and uh, all sorts of stuff. Muscat, uh, Muscat's the best place. And yeah, visas are easy. It's very tourist friendly. It's really an up and coming uh, tourist uh, attraction. And yeah. Uh, that's it for now. I'll just I'm just gonna keep this short. That way, uh, I'll do more. Actually, a uh, trip I got coming coming up is uh, like I, I went over uh, uh, Cairo, Athens, you know, Palermo, Naples. I'm leaving tomorrow, so I think I'm gonna do some live podcasts and you know with my mom and, and stepdad and uh, sister, and we're gonna. I'm going to have some cool stuff. I want to go live and get my mom's reaction where we're at the pyramids, you know, looking at it. And what does she think? What is she feeling? You know, when she's at the Acropolis in Athens, you know, what is, you know, how is she feeling? What's it look like? You know, I want to try to get her emotions and get that wonder and awe and and that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, that's it. All right. All right, thank you for listening. Let's uh, should we go out in country music again? All right, let's do it. All right, thank you for listening. This is the Super Travel Experience Podcast. I'm your host Mark, and thank you for listening. Uh, have a great day, and uh, I'll be back soon. I hope. I hope this. Uh, oh, before I forget, I always forget. This podcast is brought to you by my uh, cool store, Super Travel X. You could find it at www.supertravelx.com. And I have like all sorts of cool uh, travel supplies, accessories, and like clothes and shoes and noise canceling headphones and travel pills and uh, um, sleep mask and you name it, I have it. So if you want uh, anything, go there. I. You know, over the years, I've traveled tons, probably, I don't know, 30 times this year at least. And uh, I use this stuff to really take the edge off. And I learned something in cycling called marginal gains, like all these little small things add up to a big thing, like a big benefit. And I really focused on stuff to help, you know, relax, take the edge off and stuff that's really comfortable and affordable. And uh, Super 10 is the code if you want 10% off. I didn't mark it up like 200% and give up like 100% discount like they do on Black Friday, which was yesterday. But that discount's still really good. If if you find anything cheaper, I will beat it. Just let me know. And I try to keep every things in stock, but sometimes stock's low or 
you know, might might take a little bit extra time, but you could tell when when you know you look on the store if it says how much is in stock or not. So yeah, things have been going pretty fast. So and I want to thank everyone that's that's you know uh, shopped at the store and bought stuff, and it's really all the funds are being used uh, to help my mom take her on her bucket list trip right you know right now that we're starting actually tomorrow. So I really appreciate everything and. Uh, I'll keep everyone updated. And yeah, that's it, guys. Uh, Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Be well, live well, and live your best life. And yeah, okay, take care. We'll we'll, uh, talk to you later. Bye.